0: I'm walking all alone down my yellow brick road and I stomp to the beat of my own drum. I got my pockets full. Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse, a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world or in raising a family or who have hobbies that can make us all be encouraged. Want to hear what makes these women passionate and get up in the morning, or what they wish that they'd known earlier in life? Grab your keys and stomp to to your own drum. Today, I have with me Jenna Rosenswag. I'm so excited to get to know you, kind of dive in your world, and see who you are and what life is about, but welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, I'm delighted. So, Jenna, if somebody asks you who you are, both professionally and personally, what would your answer be?
1: Oh, goodness. Uh... Who I am? Wow, that's like a tricky thing to ask or to answer. I mean, honestly, just a normal, everyday woman, trying to go through life the best that I can. Um, You know, being trying to be a supportive wife and a mama to be. (laughs) And um, yeah, just trying trying to do the best I can being being who I am and trying to be my most authentic self all the time
0: well that's an interesting word the the authenticity so is uh Mm -hmm. has that always been a thread that you've tried to bring bring through your life is to to be authentic
1: yeah of course I mean because I constantly run into people that are Kind of put on a front of who they are and i've since i was little i've always been myself worn my heart on my sleeve and um yeah just i try to be the best version that my parents always taught me to be so i definitely liked to you know be authentic with everybody because i don't know i just run into so many people that are a little maybe two-faced or fake or something like that and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, I guess that's where I why I said authentic cuz so many people aren't nowadays. <laughs>
0: well, that's very true. That's that is very true and there are a lot of places that it can come out. So what what is your typical day like? Do you go into a job <laughs> and clock in or what what's your day like?
1: Yeah, so I do have a normal 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 job. Um <clears throat> I'm an assistant manager at an apartment building here in Savannah. Um, so, I mean, I do have that normal work day. Um, of course, you know, I have my, my husband who owns his business and also a professional athlete, Quentin. My kind of my everyday, I guess, life would be like just, yeah, I clock in and out, normal nine to six job and, um, you know, do a daily normal daily routines of course um, yeah just so don't know. You, I work a lot <laughs>
0: yeah it sounds like it so you work in in an apartment building management um, mm-hmm. capacity so you have to deal with people a lot and sometimes emotional situations <laughs> crises mm-hmm. and that can that can really make you reach in deep um, has yeah that been something that you that comes naturally to you or, you know, do you, how do you dig in and create that for people?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty natural for me. um, Just like being a people person since I was, since I was little, Um, I, you know, I've had a lot of experience in the past with like other jobs and just having to like face random things day by day. And, coming in contact with so many different people. Um, But that's kind of like where being very authentic really helps me is, you know, at jobs sometimes, especially in my industry, a lot of people can be really fake and, you know, whatever that may be. And um, so I don't know. I just try to go into every single situation at my, at my job, at least Um, just trying to show that I care. And not putting any random issue inside, um trying to solve everything for every everybody, because I truly care about every single one of my residents and just people that I work with in general. So yeah. yeah, did you
0: see pandemic have a change or a a different way that that people were in the um, living situations that that you had to? Kind of keep in mind that life was a little bit different.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, life was different for me too. I mean, my husband and I transferred jobs. Um, we moved from Atlanta, Georgia, um, here to Savannah, which was a huge a huge change for us. and it was a it was a crazy but amazing time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it threw everyone in so many different ways, but I mean, I think for the most part, you know, everyone, everyone was still very nice and, um, yeah, just, I don't know. It didn't really change anything work-wise for me. I mean, besides just transferring jobs and having to find something down here, um, uh, cause my husband opened his, his gym, 10th planet. So, yeah. So
0: he's 10th planet Savannah and um, is the black belt there. And then, yes. And so that is a big undertaking to come and open a gym and be involved with people and a lot of new people in the area. So you, you said that he's an athlete and you've supported him as well. What does that take to support (laughs) an athlete like that?
1: A lot of, love and patience. Um, but honestly, he, he's amazing. Just kind of also, you know, being his own support. I mean, he doesn't ever like make me, you know, I don't ever have to like, I don't know, like business wise and athlete wise, he, he's really amazing at taking care of himself, working through things himself. And honestly, I'm kind of just there for the fun support. Um, cause he's just like, he really handles himself very well and, um, kind of takes on every single challenge head on. So I don't know. I just like support wise. I just, I guess more or less like support him with love and let him know I'm always here and that, you know, we'll get through whatever together. You know, I think that's the most important thing. I don't really try to like be too hands on just because he's really good at what he does. And so, yeah, I just try to, try to come, you know, give him that love support and, yeah. Um, now are you, you know, just trying uh, to be there for him?
0: Are you also into jujitsu and you, you practice the art as well?
1: Um, yeah, so I did. Well, when we first met, I wasn't really into it. <laughs> I was very supportive of him. Um, but I, I wasn't really into it for years. I mean, I would go to like a class or two. um, But then, you know, I would, I would kind of like gain interest, lose interest, gain interest, because there was not a lot of girls in the sport when I was like, when I first met him. Um, But yeah, and then let's see, it was like two or three years ago. I think it was about three years ago, I kind of really delved deep into it. I was a white belt. And then I um trained really, really hard for over a year, like four or five days a week. Um, I just got really, really serious into it really seriously into it and um, got my blue belt um, from my husband. Of course, he was very, very tough, you know, (laughs) making sure that (laughs) yeah, it was like no handouts, just because you're my wife, you have to prove it, you have to earn it. Um, So yeah, I got that I was and so I mean, I love jujitsu, but right now I just can't do it. Slash don't feel comfortable doing it being 26 weeks pregnant now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, once, when, once I'm done, um, or, you know, pass and heal from the pregnancy, I definitely want to get back into it because I mean, even though it's something really nice that we can connect on, um, I, I just love it and I like the community, so. Yeah. yeah, definitely want to get back into it once again.
0: So, what made you dive into it after, you know, you you'd been together for a while and you didn't have to? So
1: yeah, no, you never. Made what triggered?
0: Sure what triggered you to want to to go there?
1: Mm, uh, I think there were more girls signing up at that point, and so we had a pretty decent girl team where we were. Um, so, and there was a lot of people around my same level. So I guess I just really felt comfortable. Um, but then I started getting better the more I trained and I was like, Ooh, I like beating, you know, beating people up (laughs) in a good way, not hurting them, but I liked feeling strong and confident. So that was a really like, really nice, lovely time to be able to like go through that and, you know, really dive deep into it and just, it was really nice to work towards that blue belt and uh, maybe eventually I'll be able to get my purple belt if I really take it seriously again, but I don't know if that'll be possible. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll change too having, mm-hmm. having a little one coming along, but, um, yeah. but you mentioned two things that kind of struck me there, of the being the strong and being confident. And one of the things that I mm-hmm. hear um, both male and female talk about is that so much of jujitsu will bleed into the other areas of their lives. And yeah, do you see that? Have you seen that? Especially since you, you named those two um, kind of basic mm-hmm. skill sets there. So.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it just kind of helped with everyday life too um in certain ways with my job and, that I was out at in Atlanta and I don't know, I think it definitely just helped with confidence and knowing I'm, a, you know, a strong woman and was when I was doing jujitsu, not so much now, but <laughs> mentally, yes.
0: But it's the mindset, mm-hmm. that mindset can, yeah. can you, you keep that. Um, Do you think Mm -hmm. it's helped in, in pregnancy of, you know, the condition that you're in prior to being pregnant and now um, do you think your body is, is probably stronger in a way that maybe not before in the same Mm -hmm. ways?
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely. Especially just like not just like doing jujitsu, but also, you know, um when we moved down here a lot of stuff wasn't opened up of course because it was during the pandemic and so we had a lot of time on our hands because i was working from home so um we worked out a lot i wanted to keep up that strength even though like the gyms weren't open and stuff um so yeah i it definitely just helped like get a good mindset prior to pregnancy, I guess, to like be healthy and be as strong as I could. Um, and it's carried into it too. I still do like Pilates and stuff right now, trying to just keep up my strength and keep it, make it easier on my body because it's ever changing every single week. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it definitely helps.
0: Well, is this first baby? (laughs) Is this your, your first time? So, our
1: first one, yeah.
0: How do you think this is going to change? I mean, a gym owner is sometimes very much involved in the day to day of the gym and the day to day Mm -hmm. of teaching and training and then getting themselves. So, have y'all talked about this balance and how this is going to work out?
1: You know, I think people always try to plan for balance. And the fact of the matter is, There's just no way to prepare for that. Um, We kind of, Quentin keeps trying to remind me as, you know, as time gets closer to the baby that we'll just figure it out as it comes. But, you know, we, we know our main priority is going to be our daughter, but also, you know, the gym or the business will be a huge, a huge priority as well. But I don't know. I think we're, We'll be able to balance it with practice and grace and patience. Um, so I guess we'll just, we're kind of those people that will figure it out as it goes. Cause that just kind of seems to work out better than anything else. Trying to plan too far ahead and figure it all out. Cause you just can't, we don't know what it's going to be like. We don't know what she's going to be like and how hard it's going to be, but um, he's an incredibly patient person. and. Um, a very hard worker. So whatever kind of faces us, even if I can't hold it together, he'll hold it together for us. He always does. So
0: (laughs) that's great.
1: I have full confidence that will will be okay. You know, just keeping keeping it balanced, especially because we live so close to where our gym is. So yeah. Well, yeah. You,
0: you mentioned mm-hmm. the word grace and, and so frequently I see young moms who don't offer <laughs> themselves grace. And so the fact that you've already got that kind of woven into the fabric of your thinking is, is pretty significant. And so I commend you on right. that and make sure you, you practice it. Um, yeah. So how did you come to that? Is that how you grew up? Did you grow up with, with a, a mom who who practiced some of those traits that you've already mentioned?
1: I, I mean, honestly, my husband Quentin has really just helped me realize that like I shouldn't stress so much. I mean, I honestly, I grew up being completely overwhelmed and stressed out and um, just overthinking everything. But, Uh, We've been together over 10 years and just, you know, like any other relationship, hopefully um, you grow and learn from the other person. And even though he might come in here and be like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. But (laughs) I, you know, I, I try to, I try to handle things well. And with, you know, like I said, with grace. Um, But yeah, that's not something I really... I mean, I, I guess, I don't know, my parents might say something different or my mom, but um, I don't know. He's definitely just really helped me kind of level out and realize that I don't need to overthink things all the time because, I mean, like a lot of people you do, and I'm just glad he's there to like, you know. <laughs> Relax me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Bring it down a notch or two. So that's, um, (laughs) so I noticed the painting behind you. Um, Are you an artist or is that um, a pastime for you?
1: That's um, uh, my husband's mom's painting. Um, She's, she was an artist slash is an artist. Yeah. (laughs) So we have her paintings all over our house.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. my mom is an artist and I um, and she didn't start until she was well in her eighties. And so to see that kind of art, that's one that comes from the heart of somebody who's um, yeah who's really connecting.
1: It has a cute message. It from her, I think it said, um Whenever we used to leave the house when we first started dating, she would say ugh, those long lines of make me proud, make good choices. And so she she put that on the painting and yeah, it's oh, so a awesome. cute little memory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that
0: is. Well, you've obviously probably made her proud and you're making good choices. <laughs> and, and I mean, that is, do you, did you, as you were growing up and as you got married, did you map out what you thought life would be? And, and are you following that?
1: I mean, I guess I kind of mapped out what I thought it might be like but honestly no. I mean, I met Quentin when I was 18 and he was 20 and we kind of were just like all over the place I guess. Like I was in school, I had like four jobs at one point and he was training all the time and he was in school. We didn't really he had a plan. He's the one that like mapped out everything. He's like this is what we're going to where we're going to be in this many years and like five years ago, he was like, we're going to end up in Savannah and that's where we're going to start the family and our business and all this kind of stuff. He's the planner. I'm more or less like, I don't know, like the we'll see where it goes. You never know it could happen kind of person. And he's like, no, 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 this is going to happen. We're going to do this. So, yeah, he, he kind of has been the planner from the from the get go. <laughs>
0: Well, it's got to give yeah. you a vote of confidence on him when you're looking at the five-year plan. And lo and behold, here you are in Savannah, started the business, mm-hmm. started your um, your your family. And so, I mean, it's like, okay, so yeah. he, he's following it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So have there been any really big hurdles that you've had to just kind of um slam into and figure out how to either get a, over or around or through.
1: Um I mean yeah, you know the pa- past couple of years, you know, we've both experienced loss. Um so that's very close loss. So that's been really difficult to that's been the biggest hurdle probably just getting through that portion of our lives that we never thought would come so early.
0: Yeah, um, you're young.
1: Yeah. So losing losing family. So um yeah, I mean that's been the biggest thing, but you know I mean we've we've definitely just been each other's like rocks throughout the past 10 years that we've been together. And so that's been really helpful just having each other to lean on at all times or you know, whatever it may be. Um I mean, there's, there's hard times, there's financial hard times and stuff like that, but that means that the, the, all that you can get past, um, you know, if you just have a little patience with each other and talk things out, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the loss has been the hardest thing that we've been through together. So yeah. that was rough <laughs> on both of us. Yeah.
0: Loss is very difficult and there is no um, book or or plan to follow. Mm-hmm. And it affects each of you differently, um, you know. Yeah, and, and it happens
1: to both of us at the same time, so.
0: Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, that, um, mm-hmm. and you are young. A lot of times, I mean, I think back and, you know, we didn't, in our, my relationship with my husband, Tom, we didn't, we didn't really have much loss until, you know, later, later years. And so it, um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you, I think what you find is that you've already been practicing what your foundation is. And it's just like you said, been each other's rock. And that's, that's what you go back to. So what would would you tell that young lady who is um, thinking of jujitsu and, and -hmm. how it can play a part in her life? What would you what words would you tell her of even why to step in the gym the first time and then the 20th time?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, to be totally honest, I mean, it's, it's not for everybody, but you kind of have to get there mentally. No one can really like push you to go to the gym. Like my husband never pushed me um, to do it. He was just like, you have to go, for your own reasons, you know, whether it may be you just want to be more active, or, you know, you're looking to to feel more confident and to, you know, release some stress or whatever it may be. When you're on the mats, you don't really, there aren't still any worries, because you're just like, try not to get choked. So I mean, everyone has to go for their own reasons. My reasons were, you know, probably like a lot of other people's reasons, I just you know, I, I needed something to do to stay active. And I also just wanted to, you know, kind of see what it was all about to step on the mat. But I mean, if, if any young girl out there or younger woman wants to try it, I mean, I think there's no harm in trying. But if you give yourself a, yourself a million reasons not to try it, at least not to give it a chance, you, you could be missing out on a lot. Um, I mean, I've just learned that from a lot of our members, like so many of our members down here um, at our gym have, like they, they've told us it literally has changed their lives, you know, whether it be uh, the men or the women. Um, and that's just amazing to see, like if they didn't even try it, or give it a chance because they thought it was maybe a guy sport for some reason. You know that's that's sad. That's sad. Just to like you know, miss out on it. I mean, but again, each to his own. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's just good to try something new and step outside your box. I mean, I was a gymnast when I was younger. I never imagined myself being excited about getting on a mat and choking someone out or hitting that perfect triangle, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a load of fun. So everyone has to do it on their own accord and on their own time when they're ready, but why not give it a try? It can't hurt anything, you know?
0: <laughs> well, being a yeah. gymnast uh, is kind of an advantage too, because you can get having that, those positions. I've watched <laughs> some of the um, girls uh, who have been gymnast, um be able to move their legs and and move their hips mm-hmm. in ways that are not yeah. typical. So that Yeah. and you already kind of knew the life of an athlete. And so being yeah. a gymnast that was pretty tough and daily.
1: So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that definitely kind of helped me prepare mentally like but I mean we you know I've seen so many people step on the mats that have no athleticism whatsoever, or haven't done anything athletic in thir- 20, 30 years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think the athleticism has anything to do with it. I mean, it helps, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I think like one of our members, he has one leg and is about like 300, 400 pounds. Um, and He's just amazing and he comes every single day, you know, so I mean anyone, anyone can do it even if you're missing a limb, you know, if you just put your heart to it and give it a chance. Um, yeah, I mean, any anyone and everyone can really do jujitsu. That's what people don't understand. When we were advertising for our gym down here, uh, I would go to so many different places and, you know, bring our cards and let people know we were new in town. And so many people are like, oh, I, I don't do anything like that. Or I'm not athletic. I probably wouldn't do well. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, there's, there's so many things that you can benefit from doing jujitsu. So many, yeah, just so many different things. And my husband would definitely agree, you know, everybody, everybody should try it. if, If they feel, if they feel like it, you know. Yeah.
0: I listened to a podcast today where three um grapplers were talking and they they were talking about communication on the mat and especially in your mm-hmm. practicing. And I I kind of was hearing it probably a different way than they were talking because they were probably talking to people who are on the mat, but I'm listening to it and thinking to communicate to somebody and, and they were talking about how you um you put the bar of of how hard you're going and what you're trying to do. And you're not in your daily working, trying to really hurt your, your partner. You're trying to learn the skills. So did you find as a woman coming onto the mat and one who you'd been around it a lot, you'd seen Mm -hmm. many of the moves and, and how, but you'd also seen them in a competitive world. So was that hard to translate how you needed to communicate on the mat?
1: I don't know. Um, I don't know. I would always make sure to verbalize, like, hey, I'm new, or or haven't been doing this very long, like when I first started. Um, I think the biggest thing is a lot of people try to go onto the mats from what I've seen, you know, trying to prove themselves, and that's where people can get hurt, but like with some of the guys especially that are really very very strong i just make sure to let them know you know if they've never seen me roll before um that i don't know i mean i guess if they're like a blue or purple belt they kind of understand the speed to go with you because they have experience with a bunch of different people but like if i were to roll with a white belt um as a very small woman um just communicating I'm not trying to show off. I'm not trying to show up anyone. I mean, a lot of people just forget to communicate and say, Hey, I'm you." Then you. Don't forget that. Um, <laughs> but also like if they're taking it on, if they're taking it too easy on me, I'll let them know. And I'm like, okay, you can step it up. That's fine. That's fine. You know, it's, it's really just <laughs> like in relationships communication when you're on the mats. And also like if somebody's rolling too hard with me, I mean, I'm not afraid to let them know. Um, that it's just too much but i mean that that didn't happen too often just because people would kind of read the room you just have but you you kind of do also have to be a little particular about who you roll with because there are some some people that can have an ego and you know they're like oh i'm rolling against a woman someone i can beat <laughs> yeah but i just I, I kind of sometimes i used to opt not to roll with that person if i could um because i didn't i didn't want to get hurt. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the time I just took on the challenge and did the best that I could. And a lot of the times I would even tell the guys don't go easy with me because sometimes they would go too easy. So yeah, I mean, it really just, yeah, I just have to communicate with the person on the mat. I've never really had too many issues. Yeah.
0: So that's kind of interesting because I guess me not being on the mat and, and, and seeing it, I see that as being maybe awkward, but it sounds like that's what Mm -hmm. happens all the time is that it is communicating. It is talking, it is telling you, know, just like you would when you go into a massage of, okay, they start out, you know, and they are rubbing real gently and you go, okay, you really seriously could step it up. So it's kind of the same concept, you know, of see what you have and then make a a comment. Mm So, so yeah,
1: I mean, I, for, for me, only because I, I am was before pregnancy, 108 pounds. Um, if I, if I didn't communicate it, it, you know, it wouldn't go well sometimes. So I had to do that. Maybe some women that are, you know, stronger and bigger than me don't have to be so communicative. It can just kind of roll with whoever, but, um, yeah I don't know. I mean, I also was just very careful about who I used to roll with, and I mean, I would roll with like um big guys, but you know, ones that were maybe more experienced um, that had that that wasn't like their first role, you know, <laughs> right right. Um, but right.
0: yeah <laughs> well, so you're having a girl. Do you see (laughs) leading your girl into some kind of sport? I mean, you coming from gymnastics. I've heard a lot of people who are gymnasts say no, that they would never put their child through that. Um, Because it can be grueling. But what's your take on what sport you would offer or present?
1: Um, So I kind of want to leave it up to leave it up to my daughter and you know what her interests kind of are as she gets a little bit older. But I will say when we did find out she was a girl, um, Quentin's first words were, Oh good. It'll make, it'll make it easier to make her a champion. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we do, we do want her to do jujitsu. Do, do, do. We do want her on the mats, but you know, for many more reasons than just because it might be convenient. Um, we, you know, we want to teach her to be a strong warrior. um honestly, is that that's kind of been our whole thing since we found out she was a girl. We just want you know, like a warrior princess. And I don't know, that's just kind of like where we're at with sport wise, but at the same time, we were leaving it open to have her choose her own her own sport, be her own person because that's what we always wanted from our parents. and that's what at least I was given. I chose gymnastics and to be in it for so long for like 15 years. Wow! Um, But they never made me continue. It was always what I wanted to do. So I'm going to do the same for my daughter and pass that on. And if she doesn't want to be on the mats, if she doesn't, you know, if she's not athletic or something, then so be it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be a big part of her life. So I don't know why she wouldn't want to, but we'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you, she's blessed in the sense that um, that those are the conversations that you guys are already having. And and then you have the yeah. it, it'll be part of the environment that she grows up in. I mean, my kids went it to their dad's yeah. office and they had toys under their dad's desk. And, you know, that was a part of how they kind of grew up. So she'll grow yeah. up somewhat going to the gym. So um, she'll at yeah, least know how to definitely. play. There. So what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the um, lessons that you've kind of, or, or experiences that you've had as you've gone into the beginnings of motherhood? Have there been any real shocks in pregnancy or, or groups that you've plugged into or just any kind of insights along that path?
1: Um, I've definitely learned that, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is people can be very intense when it comes to motherhood and, um, very particular, uh, about giving certain advice. And I kind of like, there's so many books out there and so many different things you can learn from. And the biggest thing I've learned going into motherhood is I kind of, I kind of don't want to read the books. Honestly, I kind of don't want to, to listen to advice and stuff. I I want to be able to kind of go into it with a blank slate with my husband and I doing what we think from what we've learned in our lives, what's best for her and the best way to raise her. You know, so many people are like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't use this. Don't use that. Like The world of motherhood is so different nowadays, I'm realizing than even when I was growing up, and no offense to social media, but I don't really want to, like, I don't know, I, I'm gonna try as much as I can to not listen to what other people are giving me as far as advice goes, because I don't know, I feel like my husband and I are very intelligent ourselves and that we can make our own decisions. So we're kind of just trying to step away from like what other people might be telling us we should be doing and figuring out, figuring it out ourselves. So because we feel like we were both raised really well. So yeah, I want to, I want to raise my daughter, kind of our daughter, kind of how I was raised. Um, you know, just because a lot of kids nowadays are a little spoiled and crazy, so I don't know. I felt like I had a really amazing upbringing, and I want to continue that for my for our for our daughter. So
0: that's great, and you're so right. I mean, I'll give you a piece of advice right now, and that is keep the advice that you're giving yourself because that (laughs) that's great. Um, and and we are inundated with who's doing what and how mm-hmm. and why. And, and then you're starting, yeah. starting to measure, you know, what's where you're supposed to be. And I mean, even to yeah. the fact of when you go into your pediatrician and they're looking at the percentile charts and everything, and you're like, so what does that really mean? And um, so I, I applaud you. And I applaud you to to stay on yeah. that path and keep communicating with each other because you will, mm-hmm you will miss blessings along the way. If you don't do it that way, you'll be so busy that you won't um, have time to enjoy the moment.
1: Well, it's it's funny because there's so many, you know, videos out there that are like, Oh, there's these groups to, for support and, and all this kind of stuff. And I've never really been like a group support person. um, As far as like joining social media groups and stuff like that, because I feel like there's, that in and of itself can be very overwhelming and i'm kind of just choosing to not join those groups and stuff cuz i already have an amazing family and friends or like around me that i can lean on for support and help and yeah i don't know i'm just i'm trying to kind of keep it old school i guess when it comes to raising her and i think my husband is probably the same way thinking the same thing so so
0: it sounds like you really kind of have actively created your own circle of influence of both that you probably influence and that influence you has that been conscious
1: yeah um what do you mean like has it to um, to make
0: sure that you bring in the people into your circle that that kind of align with what you're thinking and saying
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just definitely chose not to have like too many opinions and stuff. I mean, I have, you know, my family and stuff and everybody will give pieces of advice and stuff, but I don't know. I just like so many, so many women that I follow right now watching videos. Um, they're like, I wish I had more support during my pregnancy and I wish I could, you know, do this and do that with other people. But honestly, I think like the more advice and stuff you try to get from people, you're kind of just like overwhelming yourself. And so, I don't know. I've just kind of been relying on myself that I know what I'm doing. I'm doing what's best for my daughter. And I'll like look up things here and there of like different foods to eat. But I don't, I don't know. I my husband is definitely more than enough support um, going through this entire process. Even if I didn't have amazing friends and family that I'm just so lucky that he's so supportive of, of, of me and, and, and like just us. So I don't know. I think it's definitely important to have a good supportive, significant other.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, definitely. And one that, Kind of has a long range plan that that seems to be coming right along. Yeah. So um, yeah. you guys are, are fairly new to Savannah. So are you both from mm-hmm. the Georgia area or um, are you?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We both grew up um, in Georgia, like in Atlanta. And he grew up in Kennesaw. Um, I think he moved there when he was like, seven or eight, um, from Miami, but pretty much, yeah, we grew up, we grew up in Georgia, a lot
0: of family and every, you're, you're not very far away from, from the people that you kind of, um, are yeah. in your support.
1: Yeah, no, we're not. Um, I mean, my, my mom lives, um, here in Georgia, she lives in Atlanta. Um, so that's, um, and my sister and my brother as well. So that's amazing that my, I have, you know, they come here my at least my mom <clears throat> comes here quite often and um yeah a lot of they're not too far and then you know my husband's family lives in boston um so
0: yeah that's a little I bit, mean, little trek.
1: <laughs> it's a little trek, but i mean yeah it's we we talk to them all the time and stuff so yeah it's great
0: (laughs) well jenna savannah is an old town and lots of old families and you know the not as it's not a melting pot of people just coming from what i think i know so has it been hard Mm -hmm. to kind of get into that community and feel a part of that community Uh oh
1: I mean, maybe a little bit for me, not so much for for Quentin, um, because he has all the gym the gym and he's, you know, there with so many people every single day. Um, for me, it's been a little bit harder, um, just because I um because I work and um so I have that, you know, typical nine to five or nine to six job. Um so I don't, you know, I can't really, it's a little hard to, like, get to meet people and stuff, Um, but honestly, I mean, I've just really, really enjoyed, like, kind of being a part of the gym still, like, we have people over a lot, Um, a lot of the people from our gym, and we'll have fight nights and stuff like that, so, like, everyone's been really amazing and, um, it's been a lot of fun kind of integrating that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's been a little difficult only because of COVID and stuff. And it is just in general, a little hard meeting new people, but I like to think I'm a pretty outgoing person. So, I mean, I've talked to people all over town and been getting this slowly know, like get to know more people and get comfortable with people around here. So yeah, it's definitely a small town vibe. Um, but there's a lot of tourists that's for sure um but it's definitely still like in certain areas like where we are it feels like a small town. Yeah. So yeah, not
0: exactly yeah. where all the tourists go and and duck back into the yeah. back streets, yeah.
1: Well, um yeah.
0: So what do you see uh coming for you guys? I mean, is, are there some I know that as life will change and you don't really know what all that encompasses, but but are there some big mm-hmm. goals that you have out there for yourself?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, I would love to eventually be able to, you know, uh work at the gym um and kind of help run that business. But like for me, I'm just gonna keep keep on going where I am and hopefully it maybe advance in my career. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I know Quentin has his five year, <laughs> his another five year plan of hoping to be very successful. And yeah, he, he said um, the other day he was like, or a few weeks, months ago, he was like, by the time I'm 35, I'm going to be a millionaire. Just watch. And I'm like, OK, honey. But honestly, I wouldn't doubt he, it. the plan's I'm been on task. It. <laughs> he works very very hard for himself for us um just you know growing the gym and you know trying to help people just one member at a time um that so i have no doubt that wherever light leads us um we're gonna be happy and um yeah i don't i don't i don't personally really have like a set plan though i just want to continue thriving and being healthy and helping our daughter grow up and be strong and healthy. And yeah, just whatever, whatever life throws us. I just want to be supportive. And um, yeah, I don't know, just be as much of a positive person as I can um, throughout life, because it can be really short. I realized that with through the loss we were talking about. So yeah. Yeah. Just so <laughs> trying to make the most of it.
0: So you now is Quentin still competing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, okay. Yeah. So he's, he's still, still in the competition. So that, yeah. do you ever have those moments where you, you just wish he didn't? I mean, cause you, you know, he can get hurt. And so do you ever have those oh. moments where you're like, ah, maybe yeah, something I mean, will it happen and he doesn't have to go or you know it won't be his fault it'll I be mean, the other competitor
1: yeah it's funny <clears throat> it's funny you say that because like if he ever loses I always just like or like if he doesn't win or something which you know it doesn't happen too often thank goodness but you know if if he doesn't do well or, if or if he lost from, from a silly mistake or something, I'm like, Oh, I wish you would just stop competing. Like it, I get so stressed out watching him. Like my heart is literally out of my chest every time. doesn't matter that he's been competing for years. I get so nervous because I know how hard he is on himself. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, It makes him so happy. I would never want him to stop until he's ready. Um, So, like, he just loves it. He loves traveling and competing and being in that community that I would never discourage him from trying to stop or anything. Even after our daughter is born, I mean, we have people, you know, if he's traveling to support me and help me here. Um, But, yeah, I mean... Sometimes it's stressful, but he loves it. It makes him happy and that makes me happy. So um yeah, as long as he still likes it and enjoys it, I'll always encourage him to keep doing it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now has he always been tenth planet or have y'all had other gym experiences and, and interactions?
1: Um, no, he hasn't been. Um he's been tenth planet just for Uh, about two years now um but yeah we were at another we were at another gym prior um but I'm glad I'm glad that we are where we are now with the gym that we are because the 10th planet community is amazing and been nothing but just fantastic for us and yeah it's been it's been really great being part of 10th planet
0: (laughs) Well, and it's different. It's got a different culture than so much yeah. um, that's out there. And it crosses state lines. I mean, all of a sudden, somebody who's in one state shows up at a 10th planet in another. Um, and, yeah. and it's oh, as yeah. if they're in the same community. I mean, they're, I mean, I know there are differences, yeah. but there are such similarities. Um, mm-hmm. I've watched it with my kids. Yeah. I have one um, in Georgia. And then Isaac kind of goes up and down the East coast. And then, um, and then I have one daughter who just moved out to Arizona and she was not to yeah. the planet until she went to Arizona. And the other two said, we've got to take you to the 10th planet here. That's where you're going to find your people. Yeah, And sure enough, yeah. that's where she found her people. So um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's true.
1: The 10th planet. Yeah. It's the community has been amazing ever since. We've become a part of it and 10 planet people will come through all the time. And, um, it's just like, for the most part, a really big family from what I've experienced, from what I've seen myself, um, I'm sure my husband can probably concur that, yeah, it's just been fantastic. And we're so thankful to be under Eddie Bravo and have the 10th planet name. So yeah, it's been, it's been really fantastic. I mean, everyone's been so wonderful that I've met. So
0: yeah, yeah. we, we're finding <laughs> that as well. And, um, and, it, and it's interesting because um, some of the platforms that we've talked about in this interview and some of the strengths and confidence, and those just kind of seem to be the pillars as, as you were talking about, of um, Mm -hmm. what the gym is kind of built on in those people so yeah we have talked a lot and gone kind of in a lot of different directions is there (laughs) something that you'd like to talk about that we haven't touched on
1: um i don't know i didn't really go into this knowing like i've never done a podcast before that's awesome (laughs) um didn't really go into it really knowing kind of what we would talk about, um, but I don't know. I've just I'm just thankful, I guess, for like having an opportunity to be on a podcast. I guess it's it's pretty cool to kind of talk about these things with people that are with you that you know n- don't really think about on a daily basis. I guess just you know how jujitsu itself has influenced me and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's a really cool little, little way to, I guess, get, get a few words out and spread what I've, what I've learned. It's pretty, it's pretty unique. I don't know. I've never done anything like this. So. Well, you've
0: done great. You've done it's, great. Uh, it's been and, a lot of fun. Oh, well, thank you. And you, you've done awesome. And, and that kind of leads me back to another question. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of, uh, um, if you you had to look back at yourself at 12 years old, are there some messages that you would give back to that 12 year old that, that you have today and whether they be jujitsu lessons that you've come through the gym or just life?
1: Yeah. Um, if I could give my 12 year old advice, my 12 year old self advice. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I really knew myself at 12 years old. That's a weird thing to say, but I've always kind of been the same person I am today, um, that I was back then when I was 12. Um, I, I guess just, I could give my 12 year old self advice, wow. Just stay confident and honestly, just be yourself because that's really helped me throughout my entire life It's just, you know, there's so much advice you could give your 12 year old self, right? Everyone's going to say something like, "Straight, be confident, be strong, believe in yourself. But honestly, it's really just be yourself, um, be your most authentic self and people will either love you or they won't, who knows? Um, But I've just tried to, you know, not change who I am for anybody or, or change my interests or anything. Just, I've just always been Jenna, just always been myself and throughout my entire life. And I don't know, just try to be a positive, happy person because life is so dang short. And yeah, just, I don't know, be yourself, I
0: guess. (laughs) Which is exactly how we started out um, in describing yourself as Mm. being authentic. So I think that's pretty great that that's, that's what you circle back to. So if you had a superpower and you had it for 24 hours and you could use it personally or professionally, what would that superpower be? How would you use it? Why would you choose it? (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh! Just have people show them true their true selves, especially like, oh my gosh! Like looking back at because I I I you know work with a lot of younger people and um, just in this industry, and I see so many people that like so many girls that try and guys that try to fit in and you know, there's just like little robots nowadays, I think. And I don't know, I guess, yeah, I would really like to see people actually have their own thoughts and dress how they want to. Because nowadays, all the girls dress the same way, very skimpy and, you know, all that stuff. I sound like an old lady. Oh, my gosh. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just really, yeah, I really want to have people be themselves for just 24 hours and you know if they're not you know if if they're a little crazy you know I we I want to see that I don't want to see this like oh hi 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 like I want to see you and like I just yeah I don't know I, I think it'd be so interesting to see like people have their own thoughts and their own ideas for just 24 hours and not follow what everyone else is doing, and the social media, which is driving me crazy to see the differences from when I was younger and in high school when it wasn't a thing to nowadays, I just, I don't know, I just want to see people be themselves because it's just not normal nowadays. And even people my age are can be really fake sometimes and try to follow along what they think everyone wants them to do, and it's driving me nuts. It's driving me crazy to see how I, social media has been amazing for a lot of people, and it's amazing for businesses and and, and podcasts and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I just wish people could remember how it was before and be more authentic and 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 real because it's just not like it's I don't know people just aren't lately. <laughs>
0: I agree. I agree. And and it's funny because one of the reasons I like to do the podcast the way that I do them is we we get to the real person. We get to really what's on your heart and mind. And um and and that makes an authentic listening, which is a lot more pleasurable yeah. than something that is just, you know, canned, you get all the questions and you give a rehearsed answer and um so Yeah. I like that. I I like your I like your answer you came to a very interesting answer. So, um, thank you. Well, this has been fabulous. Yeah. So Jenna, how do um, people get in touch with you through the gym or, um, whatever, however you want
1: for the gym? Um, or at least just to get in contact with me or, or my husband, um, just go, they can Google 10th planet Savannah. <clears throat> We're also on Instagram 10 P Sav um, 10 PSAV. Um, yeah. Or just, they can follow, you know, go to my Instagram, um, follow me, the Jenna Rosenswag. Um, but yeah, you can always go to just 10 PSAV and, or follow Quentin Rosenswag and connect with us through there.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. been a fabulous conversation.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I didn't really know what to expect, a little nervous, so uh, listeners, I'm sorry if I was a little mumbly, but (laughs) tried my best.
0: You're perfect, absolutely perfect. Find Stacked Keys podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, itunes or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen you'll laugh out loud cry a little and find yourself encouraged join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it from family to philosophy to work to meal prep toward beautifully surviving life
1: It's a great big world that I want to see And a whole lot of things that I want to be All I gotta do is count one, two, three